I hear it over and over again. The first real marketing that a podcaster does is generally social media marketing. And then after they spend a whole lot of money, they look around, start scrutinizing their stats, they scratch their heads, and realize that they aren't sure whether it really made a difference at all with their podcast. So today, I'm going to explain to you exactly why social media marketing is probably a complete waste of time for every podcaster. Stay tuned. So the real question is this. How can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're joining me today. I believe I could probably start a support group around today's topic and easily become one of the most popular places on the internet. But first, in case you haven't met me yet, my name is Christy Hostler, and I'm the founder of Team Podcast, which is a full-service podcast production company. And gosh, I started that almost nine years ago now. And today we work with more than 60 different podcasts. We produce almost um, over 350 episodes most month. And we're proud of the work we do with podcasters. But actually, our biggest success doesn't come from launching and producing podcasts. Our biggest success and our most joy comes from helping podcasters monetize their podcasts. So that's what we do. And that's where you can find me at teampodcast.com. I'm often asked about this question from a lot of my clients. I often see my clients make the mistake. And whenever I do, I reach out to them and say, please, please, please stop doing this. You're wasting your money. But it also comes up a lot in the Facebook groups. And so I wanted to take some time today and explain to you why I'm absolutely dead set against social media marketing for the majority of podcasters. And I will say this as someone who, you know, regularly gives advice for this sort of thing. I don't generally like it whenever people say all or never. And so there might be some occasions when this is appropriate. I I haven't found them yet that meet all my criteria, but I do have some set criteria that I'm going to give to you um, before we get off of here today. So first, let's start by defining what social media marketing actually is. Now, what I'm talking about is where you actually run paid ads on a social media platform in order to try to get people to listen to your podcast. And so those, you know, any social media platform, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, I don't know where else you are, LinkedIn, even, you know, Facebook's made it so easy to actually boost a post that almost every podcaster I've ever talked to has fallen for this tactic at least once because it doesn't require you to go into the more complicated Facebook business manager and then Facebook ads manager and then set up campaigns and then ads and all these different things. So they've made it so easy for them to take your money and virtually give you nothing back for it. But what I'm not talking about is actually just posting on social media platforms or sharing episodes with your followers. Like, I think that's always a good idea. But I also would say that it's not impactful enough 
for you to actually, in most situations, invest money in hiring a social media manager to do this. So the bottom line is I'm trying to help you avoid spending money on ads and social media management that will yield you very little ROI. Because I want you to put your money into things that can actually bring you a legitimate return on your investment. And trust me, there are so many other places where you can spend your money that actually will make a difference for you. So first of all, let me explain why this is an activity that most of you shouldn't participate in. And then we'll get down to the real questions of what you should do or what some alternatives are instead of social media marketing or even when social media marketing would be appropriate. So in the strictest of marketing terms, the vast majority of ad campaigns that a podcaster would run sort of like on Facebook, just like, here's an episode of my podcast, please listen or whatever, they would be called an awareness campaign. This basically means that there really isn't something that an audience member or someone who's targeted by the ad can actually buy, but the ad is just being run to a wide pool of people in order to make you aware of the podcast or if companies do it to make you aware of the product or that sort of thing. So let's just quickly explain why awareness campaigns are something that my business has no business running and probably your business has no business running as well. Awareness campaigns are incredibly expensive to run. Many times, all of your ad spend is going into educating the marketplace that you exist or that your product exists or that your podcast exists. And it's not going into actually buying your products and services or getting any kind of actual conversion from those ads. If you are a watcher of Shark Tank, you will say or you will hear very often Mr. Wonderful say and even some of the other um, sharks in there, they will say no to a legitimate product or a legitimate idea because most of the time the person would have to spend their entire marketing budget educating their target audience on the product and what problems it can solve for them. So part of a bad, you know, sign of an awareness campaign is when you have to spend your time educating people that your podcast is there. And honestly, most of the time, whenever awareness campaigns are done, they're done by huge multinational corporations who want to be remembered favorably by a large audience. I think of, you know, when I was growing up, we would always watch, I think it was on, I don't know if it was Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon, but we would always have Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, right? And like, what did the Wild Kingdom have to do with Mutual of Omaha, which is like an insurance or whatever type company? It was just a branding play, an awareness play, so that they were top of mind. This also happens very often on a lot of television commercials. You know, you're talking about spraying ads to a wide, untargeted demographic in hopes that you gain some sort of nostalgia or favorability with them and so that eventually they will come to you for their product. So you can't really determine ROI from an awareness campaign. Why? Because there's no conversion point, there's no offer, there's no call to action. 
And so honestly, for you as a podcaster to be running social media marketing ads for listen to my podcast, you literally might have more results from just lighting your money on fire. And lastly, because awareness campaigns are not at all targeted, like you're paying to actually reach a huge demographic, most of which are not even people that qualify for your topic, your niche, or at the very least are not your ideal client or your ideal listener. So it's a really, really top of funnel kind of thing, and it does not translate into ROI and conversions for a podcaster. So really, no matter how much money you have as a podcaster, I don't think this is a good idea. And and I'll go on to quantify that and give you a little more um, about that in a minute. So first of all, let's get to the the heart of the matter. And I end up saying this a lot of times to my clients. They might come to me with something like, Christy, I'm thinking about changing my logo. Christy, I'm thinking about running social media ads. Christy, I'm thinking about getting a new microphone. And every single time these questions come up, my first thought is, what is the end goal? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? And they'll say, well, I'm trying to um, make my podcast look more attractive. Okay, well, why do you want to make your podcast look more attractive? Well, I'm trying to make my podcast look more attractive because I think if it has a better logo, that more people will listen to it. Okay, so you're really wanting to change your logo because you hope in some way that'll translate to more downloads. Okay, so more downloads is what you actually want. If that's, you know, if that's the end goal you're going for, they might say, Christy, I've got, I'm, I'm thinking about spending $400 on this brand new Heil PR40 microphone. And I'll say, great, what do you want to accomplish by spending $400, $500 on this brand new microphone? Well, I'm just thinking that if I can improve my audio quality, I'll probably more people be likely to listen to my podcast. Okay, great. So what you actually want is more downloads. Same thing with social media marketing ads. Like you want to run social media ads. What are you really wanting? You're wanting to get more downloads. And there's no real way to track back and forth between a social media ad and how many downloads you're getting into your podcast feed. So the litmus test for me on spending money for things is what kind of ROI are you going to get? So all of these things are the end result is downloads that people want, right? Downloads are the goal. Downloads are the holy grail. And I understand why you might think that as a podcaster. But let me ask you this. What does getting more downloads actually mean for most podcasters? You say, well, of course, it means you have more listeners. But what do you as a podcaster actually get out of having a thousand downloads versus 200 downloads? I mean, how much more money will you make if you have a thousand downloads versus 200 downloads? Well, how much do you make when you have a thousand downloads? Well, you don't really make money based on downloads, right? So it, I mean, you can't really answer that question, right? Because it's like the two don't go together, right? So for the vast majority of podcasters and probably even you, getting more downloads means absolutely nothing to you. And part of the reason is that downloads is a vanity metric. And the reason I say that is because I, I've told you the story before 
of why I've gotten so deep into this marketing thing for podcasters is because I had that client that went from barely getting 700 downloads a month and struggling along for two or three years and rebranded and still, you know, struggled, rebranded again, then finally got to a point where she hit her stride and got 10,000 plus downloads every month. And as soon as the euphoria of breaking that 10,000 download a month threshold hit, she was ready to give up podcasting. And when I asked her why, she said, because I'm still not making any money. But there's a false equivalence with podcasters between downloads and dollars. I make thousands of dollars a month, but I don't get thousands of downloads a month from my podcast. But because there is a lack of other data for podcasters to rely on and or measure their success, I'll put that in quotes because who knows what your definition of podcast success is, right? For the vast majority of podcasters, doesn't matter whether you have 100 downloads or 1,000 downloads or 10,000 downloads. And the reason is because most podcasters do not have an offer that your listeners can buy. And if you don't have an offer that your listeners can buy, you're not selling anything. Duh, right? I mean... You can sit there and create all the free content you want and you can get download after download like I have so many clients right now that are stuck because they put out content, they've built their podcast audience, they're getting 10,000 downloads a month and you know what? They're still not making any money. And most all of them will tell me, even if they don't have an offer for their podcast and even if they're not selling anything on their podcast, Almost every one of those podcasters will tell me that their goal is to earn some income from their podcast. So did you get what I just said? So so what's happening is we've got a mismatch with our actions and the end goal that we want. And I see podcasters do this a lot. We think somehow activity can equal productivity or can make a difference in the revenue goal that you want to hit or the income goal you're trying to achieve. But there's a huge disconnect there. Downloads don't equal dollars. And many podcasters that have enough downloads, like I, there's, I have podcasters right now that, that I work on their show and I have tried repeatedly to help them monetize, but they're not willing to put in what it takes to monetize. And they've got 10 or 20 or 30 times as many podcast downloads as I have on my podcast. But you know what the difference is? I'm tracking thousands of dollars a month in revenue back to my podcast, and they haven't yet offered anything, so they are stuck in free content creation mode. Podcasters turn to creating new logos, to rebranding their website, to buying more equipment, to hiring a social media manager, to running social media marketing ads, or whatever, when you don't know what else to do. And podcasters see other podcasters in those podcasting groups who also don't know what they're doing and who are also not making any money doing it, but they're running social media ads, and so they follow suit. And I'll let you think about that for a minute, but why in the world, if you truly have a goal of revenue and monetization, 
Why would you choose to mimic a person that is not getting any money from their podcast? You know, I mean, at least if you're looking to emulate someone, pick someone who's actually earning what what you want to earn from their podcast and borrow their methods. But don't do what the pack is doing because the, the other part is, you know, there's a whole lot of people that want to give out podcasting advice. There's a whole lot of people that will tell you how to launch a podcast or how to have a successful podcast or how to market your podcast or how to do all these things about podcasting. But here's the thing. They've never done it themselves. They have not met the definition of what I call a successful podcast. And in my mind, the only way a podcast can be successful is if it becomes sustainable. And how does it become sustainable? Because it brings in and enhances the amount of revenue you have in your life, right? If you get the revenue from your podcast, you will probably keep doing your podcast so you can have impact as well. Now, don't tell me your podcast is all about impact. It's not. I mean, for most people, it's not. There are plenty of things you could do if you're not worried about money and you're not worried about anything else that you could do to have impact. There's a whole lot of, I can tell you from my past and from my background and my upbringing, there's a whole lot of preachers and people in ministry and people who are serving the Lord in Christian schools and doing other things that are broke as a joke because impact is all they're getting. There's also a whole lot of people that are doing things that have no impact, like buying and trading NFTs or whatever, and they're making gobs of money. So these two things don't always go together. And honestly, the more money you make, the more time you have to make impact and the more money you have to put into the causes that will help make an impact. So I don't mean to hurt your feelings at all. That's not the point of this. The point is to help educate you. But if you don't currently have an offer, and I'm talking about a paid offer, not just a free lead magnet, then you aren't ready for any sort of paid advertising. You're not ready to boost a post on Facebook. You're not ready to boost a video on TikTok. You're not ready to do any of that if you don't have a paid offer. And you know what else? That includes spending money on a quote unquote marketing person. Unless you are getting that marketing person to help you create that offer, right? But your house is on fire until you have an offer. And Christy, you say, why? Why should I not spend money on these things? Because you have no way of getting any ROI on either your paid social media marketing ads or your paid social media marketing person. I mean, do you hate money that much? Why not only put your money toward things that can generate a return for you? I have a client right now who we, and and I, granted, I am not one that advocates choosing sponsorship as your first method of monetization. I think it is the lowest value monetization you have. But I had a client that we monetized her podcast through sponsorships. Um, It was actually in December of last year. And so she had enough downloads and she had enough things that she was, you know, that she was getting on a regular basis that she basically qualified to get sponsorships. And so I connected her with um, an agency and we got her all set up on dynamic ad insertion and we did all this kind of things. And she's now making regular, consistent money from her podcast. And she has ads all the way through 
the end of the year. I mean, even in January when they were selling ads for her, she had ads all the way through the end of the year. When I had a meeting with her last week, she's like, what can I do to increase my downloads? And I said, don't worry about increasing your downloads right now. Because honestly, she had gone from like, right as we monetized her, she was breaking the 30,000 downloads a month mark. And two months ago, she hit the 73,000 downloads. I mean, so she's more than doubled her downloads in, you know, just in the last year. And, but, but the whole point was, I'm like, don't, don't do anything to increase downloads right now. And she's like, but why? Why wouldn't I want to increase downloads? And the reason is because the ad agency that she has an exclusive deal with to put ads on her podcast has not maxed out her ad inventory yet. So if she right now, I mean, if you look at her podcast, she's not making a dime more from whenever she was getting advertising for her 30,000 download a month podcast versus her downloads for her 73,000 download a month, right? So do you understand like that you don't spend money when you're not going to see a return on your investment? And she won't. Now, the thing that can change for her is that her one-year exclusive contract is coming due at the end of the year, and she doesn't have to renew it. So if she was going to go out and try to get sponsorships and ads on her own, or if she was going to renegotiate her contract with that agency to be a non-exclusive contract where she could also bring in her own and run her own advertising that she goes and gets from sponsors, then that would be different because then she could backfill all of her ad spots and fill up every bit of her ad inventory. And then, yes, it would be working out for her to spend money on podcast advertising. But also, let me tell you a little secret. I would never advise her to spend that money on social media. Why? Why would I not tell her to spend the money on social media? Because not everyone who's on social media is a podcast listener. So there are better places to advertise. I could have her spend money advertising on a podcast app and she would get a guaranteed number of subscribers. And when you get a guaranteed number of subscribers and you put out consistent content, those subscribers get your show pushed to them every single time you release a show. So if she was getting more paying money to get more downloads, which could then mean she's getting more advertisers or has more downloads to sell to advertisers that are waiting in the wings to advertise on her show, then it would be worthwhile. As it is right now, because she has open ad inventory and because her show's ad inventory is not maxed out, it makes no difference. So my advice to her was wait. It would she would love to reach a hundred thousand downloads before the end of the year. And you know what? With podcast advertising, we could make that happen for her. But the problem is she doesn't know what kind of ROI she'll get on it on the back end yet until the contract negotiation happens or renegotiation happens. So do you see what I'm saying? This is why it's important to consider all the factors, but the highest one being what kind of investment are you going to get from, or what kind of return are you going to get on the investment that you made? Uh, One of the offers that I've created that has been very popular with many of you that are listening is the podcast tune-up. And it's basically just a time whenever I go in and I look at all of your back end, I look at your front end, I look at everything you're doing on your podcast. And I give you all the low-hanging fruit that you can go ahead and take care of. I give you everything you can possibly do 
to optimize the number of people that find your podcast. I make all kinds of suggestions. And then I also look at what your monetization path is and go ahead and try to get you pointed in the right direction so that you can just take a few steps and begin earning your first podcast dollars. So these have been very popular. I love doing them because I feel like it gets me into the nitty gritty of what other people are doing and I can make a huge impact. And so if you are interested in getting some other eyeballs on and getting a little bit of help with your podcast, but you don't want to spend a fortune and you don't have the money to just blow without getting an ROI on your investment, then just go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune up, all one word, just tune up, teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. And once you do that, you can sign up there and then you will essentially give me all the information I need to jump in, look under the hood, and then we'll have a call in about two weeks after that where I'll sit down and give you a full report on everything you can do to make your podcast really ready to go ahead and take those first steps toward monetization. So that's teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. Now, as I said before, in my opinion, if you don't have an offer that you can sell to your podcast audience, nothing else should matter to you at that point. You can stop all your peripheral activities until you have an offer. Now, with my podcast, I don't waste a lot of time. I mean, I I publish it out on my social media channels, but I don't waste a lot of time promoting it. It's up to you, like because it doesn't really matter to me how many downloads I get on my podcast. I have a steady revenue stream coming in, and every month that revenue stream grows. So if my downloads grow too, and obviously the larger the audience of downloads, the larger the audience is that hears my offers... So that's a good thing, but I don't spend, I can't let it take away from revenue generating activity, right? So when I say stop all your peripheral activities, like that means you don't need a new logo. That means you don't need to upgrade your microphone. That means you don't need to rebrand your website. That means you don't need a new pair of headphones. Like literally nothing else that you can do for your podcast matters until you have an offer. Like I said, your house is on fire until you get that offer and you need to work on only your offer until you get that nailed down. Now, all of your efforts of podcasting are going to be in vain if you don't have something to sell your audience. And I know people come to podcasting and they say, Christy, I know I need to focus on monetization, but right now I'm just getting, I'm focused on just getting my podcast out there, just getting my listeners built up. And in my opinion, again, I feel like that's the cart before the horse. Like you're trying to gather an audience and you don't have a product. A couple of years ago, I learned a very expensive lesson. And I will tell you, I am the wiser for it. And I can guarantee you, I will never (laughs) make this mistake again. But I spent about $30,000 to bring on a fractional CMO for my business. And in case you aren't familiar with the concept. It's just a way for businesses like mine, you know, smaller type businesses who don't need a full-time chief marketing officer, which is what a CMO is, or CFO, a chief finance officer, or even a, you know, like a HR director or something like that. Like, it's just a way for you to pay fractionally for them. So you can pay for one that just works a little bit of time in your business. And then that person probably has maybe five or 10 
businesses that they work with that they provide this fractional service for, and that kind of equals more than a full-time income for them. So I hired this person, and we created a lot of activity to try to build a local podcast network here in the Florida Keys. I mean, we were first to the marketplace. No one had ever tried this before. We're a hot destination. It's uh, increasing visitor, you know, ship visitorship or tourism, whatever you want to call it, is increasing every year in the Florida Keys to the point that the locals are a little bit miffed about it, to be honest. But we came up with a catchy brand. We built a cool looking website. He made us fancy business cards. He made us T-shirts. We had a movie premiere for The Messengers, a podcast documentary, which if you haven't seen it yet, I and my story were featured in that. So you might be interested in seeing that. You know, we, they came to my house and we filmed and I took them out on my boat and we you know, did all kind of fun stuff. But we had a premiere in the community and we invited the community in. We started building an app. We started recruiting and training advertising and sales reps. We started holding monthly meetings in the community. I mean, we were doing all this kind of stuff. And we did all of these activities without ever once having an offer or a product or anything to sell to anyone. In fact, when I look back on all these activities that we did, the timing was off for each and every one of them because we were trying to bring an audience together but we had like nothing to gather them around and we had no laid out next steps that they could take with us. And the longer this relationship lasted with this fractional CMO, the more I started scratching my head and wondering what in the world we were doing. And we would have our weekly calls. And in a lot of ways, I felt like he was taking marketing advice from me, not me getting marketing advice from him. So after some consultations with my attorney, I ended up finally firing the CMO and I've cut all ties with them. Then, of course, I began scrutinizing all the red flags that I might have missed or I did miss over the course of our relationship. And what I realized was I was trusting him to build our website and he didn't have a website of his own. And I understand the cobbler's children always has the worst shoes, right? But again, I was trusting him to figure out, figure out our marketing campaigns and he didn't have a track record of marketing campaigns that he had run that I could look at. In looking back in retrospect, I realized that this person was actually really a branding person and not really a marketer. And those things are drastically different. Branding and marketing are not the same. And honestly, marketing and social media marketing are not the same things at all either. And what I wouldn't give to have had that realization at the time, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that branding is bad, but what I'm saying is there's a time and a place for everything. And we didn't need marketing. We didn't need branding. We didn't need business cards. We didn't need advertising. And we didn't need community involvement until we actually had a product or an offer to bring to those channels. The same thing is true for you. And again, this is my opinion, so do with it what you will. But your offer should be the first thing that you create. Honestly, even before you have a podcast. Yeah, it should be. So if you think about it like this, once you have an offer, then you can reverse engineer your lead magnet to be sort of the thing before the thing, right? 
So if I know what my offer is, and I know what my destination is that I'm taking people along on this journey with me on, then I can just back up one step before they're ready for that offer and create a killer lead magnet knowing the destination. And it gives great continuity to upselling people that opt into my free lead magnet to my offer, right? Because I know what my offer is. Most podcasters don't yet have an offer. And so they're not ready for any type of advertising. And then once you have an offer, all your ads, all your podcasts and everything else you do should lead back to that offer. I've actually had clients consulting with me about podcasts before, and they had this, this, they come up with the concept for the show first, and they don't have any idea, and they know they want to build a community. They know they want all these things with the community and the, the values and the, you know, the things they want to build this community around. But what they don't have is an idea of what kind of an offer they would actually bring to that audience. And you guys... I'm just going to tell you, if you listen to the gurus out there, the podcasting gurus, I I saw one of them post this week in a Facebook group. It'll take you three years. If you're starting a podcast right now, you need to plan on taking three years to monetize your podcast. Now, this is from someone who's never earned a full-time living from their podcast. This is from someone who's never had to rely on marketing and making offers or anything like that. And they're just telling you, you have to invest three years. And I can tell you unequivocally, absolutely not the truth. I have, my podcast has been going for, you know, maybe a year and a half consistently, not really in the beginning because I didn't have an offer. So what I did was I was inconsistent until I had an offer. I did the bare minimum until I had an offer. Now I have an offer and I get consistent people coming through every single month creating income because I'm providing content that leads up to that offer. And it's a value exchange. So honestly, if you think about it, realizing your offer is going to be the critical thing to making every single other aspect of your podcast work. So I've turned away people that didn't have an offer yet and said, go back and develop your offer. Go back and put together your membership or whatever before you even think about starting a podcast because you need to have the thing, the offer, the product, the, the, the thing before it even matters whether you drive traffic to it, which is what your podcast is. For most people, your podcast is not a business. Your podcast is a traffic source for your business. Can you create a business out of the niche that your podcast is in? Absolutely. But that's going to mean that you're going to have to create an offer. So understand that looking at podcast success and and one of the things I'd love for you to do, and there's no way we can check this with each other, right? There's no way I can tell how many downloads you have on your show. And there's no way you can tell how many downloads I have. I'll tell you, I've never gotten more than 500 downloads in a month. So, you know, mine's are somewhere between zero and 500. But I can also go and point to every single transaction in my Stripe account that has come through directly because somebody listened to my podcast or because I have this podcast, I was invited to be a guest on another podcast and people found me there and they're like, oh my God, thank you. You're finally saying the truth. You're finally saying what what makes sense and not saying what everybody else says, which is just you build it and they will come, which is a bunch of BS. So 
understand when you're looking at modeling what other people are doing, that just because somebody has had a podcast or been podcasting for five years or six years or seven years or eight years, that their podcast is a success in quotes, because that same podcaster is probably struggling to make money. Doesn't mean that every podcaster that's lasted that long is making money just because they've lasted that long. Many people have had sporadic monetization. Maybe they got a one-time or two-time sponsor and then it died away, but they're not consistently monetizing it. They don't know how, they don't know the next next steps to take. But before you take advice from them, really figure out whether the kind of podcast success they have is the same kind of podcast success that you want. I'm here to work with people that want to make money on their podcasts. And I unapologetically will tell you that I think making money from your podcast is a noble thing to do because I have seen way too many podcasters pod fade and lose every bit of thing, time, energy, money, effort that they've put into their podcast when they walk away because they didn't make money. And money is the great equalizer for podcast success, you know, but it doesn't have anything to do with how many downloads you get, doesn't have anything to do with how long you've been podcasting. Every single thing you do relies on your offer. And I'm going to talk more about your offer in my my offer too in the next podcast. But what I want you to realize is I've even had to deal with this in my business. I have something that will be launched really soon, I hope, already a little bit behind on this, the dates for it, but it's it's called the Podcast Success Hub, and it's going to be a group of independent podcasters that are solely focused on success, and it's just going to be a learning community where we're all focused on monetization in every aspect of it, whether you want to be an affiliate marketer or marketing through your revenue streams on your podcast, or whether you want to get sponsors, whether you want to create your own products and services, or whether you want to just create a membership site doesn't matter what you want to do. And the biggest thing that I've had to realize is I've got all these other things that I want to launch. I have a course called Podcast Naming Secrets. I've got a course called Podcast Avatar Secrets. And part of the reason that I have not launched them yet is because I don't have the final thing that I want people to be in the destination, which is the Podcast Success Hub, ready to go yet and ready to open the doors up. So I've had to put off some things, even though they are small offers, I don't want to miss the opportunities by making making a small offer too early and miss the big offer on the back end, right? Because you all know that every time you make a sale, like the best time to get somebody to buy something from you is when they just bought something else from you, right? So leading these things all into the same destination and all into the ultimate you know, big product that I want people to be able to be a part of and that was is sort of there for the masses is the ultimate goal. But until I get that set up and open, I've had to put back a lot of things. I want to run a challenge. I'm getting ready. I'm working on a challenge, going to have it ready to go. And it's going to be an awesome thing where we get your, your set up to monetize within just five days. And it's going to be amazing stuff. But you know why I can't launch that yet? Because I don't have the thing I want that to lead into done yet. So this is not just something that I'm turning people around doing. I'm having to constantly turn my own self around for because you've got to get the the thing 
ready, the offer. You've got to get that laid out. And then everything else can be reverse engineered from that. So I hope this has been helpful for you today. I hope you've been able to glean some little nugget that will help you get on track. And again, if you need to talk more about your offer or you need to talk more about your monetization strategy, the best way to do that is to jump on that podcast tune-up and I'll be looking at ways to get your podcast monetized ASAP uh, because that's the best way to keep you uh, from pod fading. And uh, my goal is with all the new podcasts that we launch is to have them launched, uh, launched and monetized within 90 days. And I'll be doing that with some new clients that just have some new New clients came on board this month for that. So I'm very, very excited about all these things that we're doing. So if you need me, teampodcast.com is the main place you can find me right now. And uh, I'll see you again next week. Have an awesome week. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.